Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. <sighs> Nino was in here with me. Yeah. And then she took a huge poop, and I was like, boring, we cannot start the podcast. She was burying it, but it just was so stinky. Um, <laughs> and it's almost her feeding time, so I'm like, you're just going to be un, like manageable. Um, I yeah. suppose actually right now is her feeding time, because we have the time change, so. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they woke me up right and early this morning. Oh, I am sure. It was it was fine. It was like, a, thanks for the extra hour, but I, mean, I went to bed early enough that I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> but we had a ev- somewhat eventful day. I came right from D&D before the podcast. And right ooh, as I was trying ooh. to leave the house for the pot before the podcast for D&D, that didn't make any sense. Hold on. I came right from D&D to record the podcast. And before I left for D&D... Our fire alarm goes off, but not like our oh. fire alarm, the hi- hallway fire alarm. And the hallway oh. fire alarm is like really old. So it's like, it's very loud and it's like very ancient, but it's a very upsetting noise and it's so loud in the hallway. Um, but our fire alarm wasn't off. We didn't like smell any smokes. So we're like, okay, what do we we do because like once like a couple times we've taken the cats and like brought them down but it's like very loud so if we don't have to we don't want to um (laughs) we weren't gonna be able to um minnow froze and then like tried to run into my room but was just like infused and following us kk disappeared he was on this like little like loft thing with a pillow um we look over the pillows on the ground he's gone and we're like where did he go and like we look out the window and we're right next to the fire department and we see a truck pass by a fire truck and we're like oh okay maybe this is a thing so i was like we should get the cat box like the cat like containers out the, the carriers the carriers out like in case they come <laughs> knocking and they're like yeah you guys have to get out um yeah so we get them down and like are shutting the doors so like and we still don't know where he is. We find him under one of the couches, just like, no. Eventually, the alarm goes off and no one comes knocks on our door. So we're like, okay, cool, we're good. Someone just like set it off or whatever. But it was just, it was very yeah. stressful. Fifteen minutes, and I was late to D and D, but um, it was all right. Folks, under folks understood. So yeah, yeah. How how about you? How's your life? Well, uh, last. Or the other day, uh, we're going to try to uh, harness train Pal because he, mm-hmm. you know, he used to like to go outside. He right. he followed Vinny and I when we first found him, you know, like, so oh, maybe you like to go on a walk. So found a harness for him at Petco in a bargain bin for $4. Heck Ooh, yeah. La. And clipped it on him yesterday and he just did the, he just fell over. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to work on that. Um also, I I never mentioned this, but a few weeks ago, uh, my girlfriend and I went to a wedding, and it was oh, very yeah? nice. Yeah, and uh, we actually, it was like an hour south of us, so we decided to get a hotel, so we didn't have to, you know, drive all the way home at night. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> it, it, it was like a, it was like a, it was like a, like a lodge type, th- I don't know, like, it was like little, almost like little apartment buildings instead of okay. like hotel rooms, but like not in a one building. Uh-huh. Um, so we had to like walk 
down the road to like get to you know our continental breakfast which okay. i would never miss and all right. of a sudden i'm walking and i see a kitten oh and i was like oh i was like kitten and then all of a sudden there's three kittens in a bush oh. we found three kittens in a bush and i was like oh my goodness look at them they were so cute two of them were black and one of them was gray Aww. and i was just like right yeah so we go to the front desk. We're going for breakfast. We got to check out. So we check out. And I'm like, okay, important question. We saw some kittens. Uh-huh. Are, are you aware of these? And do they get spayed and neutered? Right. And the they did say, yes, they do. Once they catch them, yeah, they will be oh, spayed and they neutered. Have, they have so traps out was, or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, they. I, I think they. You know, just get them around quite often. So I'm I like, imagine all right, if all there's right. like lodges with bushes in between, seems like a prime <laughs> spot for a cat to be. Yeah. So uh, thankfully for my girlfriend, uh, they did not have to put up with me bringing home three kittens to take <laughs> to, to you know get uh, spayed and neutered. Right. Because I'm like, if they weren't gonna do that, I was gonna do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that was that was very fun. That was that was the highlight of the wedding. I mean, it was a beautiful wedding, obviously, <laughs> but there weren't any kittens there. That's fair. Have you read anything? I have, which is amazing because I we recorded the last episode yesterday. So actually, I finished Turn of the Screw. Big question mark on that one. If you've read that one, big question mark on the ending of that one. Um, but no spoilers, I guess. Um, but after I finished that, Libby's like, hey, this book just came ready. And I was like, thank you so much. I do need this as a palate cleanser. Because yeah. what was that? Um, it's another, like, psychological horror book. And I, mm. I'm, I'm going to hopefully... It's an audiobook. So, like, I literally had the name said to me. But I'm probably going to mispronounce this. Apologies, um, please. Um, it's um, a Japanese book that was translated. Um, it's an audiobook, mm. but it's called Confessions by uh, Kan- Kanaya or Kane um, Minato. And Kanaya, they like said at the beginning, and I like try to make a note of it. My, I'm, I'm, but yes. Uh, and it, I'll have like the proper spelling linked in the episode description. Apologies, I didn't look it up beforehand. I don't like mispronouncing people's names. Um, but I am 30 minutes into this. And it's really interesting because it's, um, give you a rundown the reason i wanted to read it it was just like the description and i was like huh and basically this woman is a middle school teacher and she's like i'm retiring no this has nothing to do about what happened and what happened is her daughter dying um and mm-hmm. it's apparently this she's telling a story about that's like it's like a, a revenge situation and it's narrated as if she's speaking to her class. Like she's talking to their class on the last day of school and, or it might be an elementary school. And I'm only 30 minutes into it. Or I'm like, what, what, huh? Excuse me. And like, I guess like trigger warnings for like, um, maybe some transphobia and HIV like stuff like already, but it's like nothing like 
it's weird because it's not like no one's like being transphobic or like being hateful on like HIV, but like it's like it's just like it's part of the story somehow. And I'm like, what's ha- <gasps> slow down? Everyone slow down. And this woman's just telling this to her kids. And I'm like, huh? So I don't know how I'm gonna like live my life without listening to the rest of this like immediately. But um, it's really yeah. good so far. Um, but yeah, definitely look up the trigger warnings. Um, because there's I I I don't like remember. I mean. Yeah, and it, that's always a good idea if you know that you might be sensitive to something when, like, yeah, any, even like, it's thriller, not, like, crime, horror books, like... Yeah, and, like, even some of the things, like, sometimes, you know, it doesn't take a lot for something to be a trigger. It can just be offhandedly mentioned, and it's like, ah, oh, that's too much for me, so... Oh, yeah, I mean, I have some of, like, the weirdest little triggers. Um. Right, so, I'll, I, I never want folks to go into something um, without knowing, so that's why we always link story graphics, they could do a good job of it, um... But yeah, yeah, I'm, I've been waiting for this for a while and I'm just like, I'm, I'm losing it. (laughs) I have, I'm, I like, I didn't expect it to hit me like so fast already. Um, but I'm just like, yeah, what is going on? (laughs) Um, yeah, uh, pure chaos, um. There might be more chaos happening. I'm literally only 30 minutes into it, and I'm already... I was like, huh? Okay, I... Th- okay. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's, it's... I like how the way it's written so far, because it's... It's it's a, it's this woman's just speaking, and she, like... Someone asks a question, and she's like, what what did you say, Mr. So-and-so? No, this isn't about that. Anyway, as I was saying, da, 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 And it's like... But you don't get to see what they're saying. It's just, like, her... A monologue... Um, and it says that there's more than one perspective. So I'm really excited for the next perspective I'm going to get. Ooh. Yeah. So what about you? What are you reading? Um. So the other day I read um, The Bad... Uh, no, it's called... Um, I read uh, Bad Cree by Jessica Johns. And mm. this is Jessica Johns' uh, debut novel. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is a Cree writer from Canada. So, you know, this is, mm-hmm. you know, about her culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about a young woman who has moved away from her family. And all of a sudden, um, she's having these awful nightmares mm-hmm. about, like, her sister who had died a couple years earlier. Mm. And, like, she seems to be, like, bringing things back from her nightmares, oh. which is wild. Uh-oh. Um, and so she's having these issues, and, you know, she's having, you know, trouble eating, and or having trouble, like, sleeping, and, like, just, like, doing anything. Um, right, because she's having and dreams so, that might be real. <laughs> yeah, and so she goes home, and she hasn't been home in a long time, and mm. she, like... Um, and she's with her family and this is like, this is a, a, a spooky book. There's, it's, uh, you know, dream, the, the terrible things from your dream coming into reality. So yeah. Yeah, that's fun. But it was also just like a very beautiful book about like, she was, you know, like, I have to like do this myself and mm-hmm. I have to take care of this myself and I don't want my family to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Except 
her family, like her her sister and her cousin are there with her, and then her like her sister. mom and their aunties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, her other they were twins, um, but like it, it was just like the women in this family, like the two generations of women in this mm-hmm. family, like coming together, and mm-hmm. I just I just thought that was. It was just very good. I I I, I was like I, I just really really liked that. Sometimes you want some wholesome um, in your horror. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like oh, instead of like the oh, we can't tell the adults. It's like no, we're gonna talk about this and right. like they're gonna help us. And you know, there's a little tension between there because it's like oh, well, we don't. You know, it's like well, we want to like know everything first. And uh, you know, right. but, yeah, it's it was it was good. And then um, nice. I'm almost done with this one. The Last Word by Taylor Adams. This one is another um, Oregon Coast uh, horror book. So I'm, I'm hitting that Pacific Northwest horror. <laughs> um, but this one's, this one's more of like a, a, a crime thriller suspense type thing. And it's uh, this woman who is house sitting. Um, something's happened in her life that she's like trying to escape. So she leaves her home and is just house sitting some woman's beach home on the coast. So there's not a lot of people around. She's got a neighbor that she sees through her window and they play hangman with each other on whiteboards, like through telescopes. Um, and he recommended this book to her and she read it and it was like, the worst book she's ever written. It was like this awful, like, uh, crime story, but it's like from the perspective of the killer, and it was just like she's like really gratuitously. How like, embarrassing gross. would that be? I know and, it's like a setup for a horror, but like you recommend a book and it's awful. <laughs> no, no, he he told her it was awful. Oh, like it was a joke. Like oh. her, like the neighbor told her this as a joke. Oh, and so okay. she read the whole thing, but she's been reading books because she's trying to escape like her. Reality. So she's just been reading all of like the ninety nine cent ebooks on Amazon, um, like buying the pulp writes, novels at the gas station. Yeah, and then she writes an Amazon review for this book Uh-oh. and gives it one star. And the author replies, and he's angry. And then there's somebody outside her house. Um, and I'm gonna, there's a dog in this. She has her, um, her golden retriever, Laika. Uh, Laika does get into some trouble, but if you need, um, to know what happens to the dog, if you don't want to know, uh, skip ahead, but, uh, Laika's fine. The dog is fine. As far as I've read, I don't think anything's going to happen to the dog. Um, I'm almost done with the book. The twists in this book have been insane. Like, something happens, and I'm like, this has got to be, like, near the end, right? No, there's, like, three more hours left. And then something happens, I'm like, this has got to be the end, right? No, a whole hour left. And at the point I'm now, I'm like, this this has got to be it, What's right? It it's like, I got again? 38 minutes left. I'm like, huh? What's it called again? It's called The Last Word by Taylor Adams. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's it's just, it's just, I'm just like in disbelief the amount of twists in this book. It's, uh, it's been a, it's been a roller coaster. So I'll see how it ends if I like the ending. Uh, but yeah, still got, still got like 40 minutes left. So I'm like, I don't know what more can possibly happen in the next 40 minutes. I love books but like I'll find that. Out. It, it's, it's fun. 
yeah, I was like, oh, this book is disgusting and awful. And then this guy's like, how dare you? Like, I'm a small self-published writer. How dare you leave a bad review? Self-published doesn't mean... That's taking money from me. You're free of... She bought the book. I know. She's like... But he's like, but that review really affects me and my the money I make. And there were okay. some positive reviews, and it's like, oh, yeah, that was from his mom, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh... I have it on yeah. hold now. <laughs> it's it very good. Um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, speaking of horror stories... <laughs> Are you ready for this? I guess. Actually, actually, you're going to love this next bit. I hope. Because I'm Amber Hart. And I'm Tangle Tong. And this is... Oh, wait. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? I was ready to like end the podcast oh. right there. <laughs> I was like, oops. <laughs> I for real thought, I mean, I'm kind of glad that this battle went terribly or I mean, it wasn't even a battle. It was a, it was a, you know, a, a mission to get food. Not a, it's not a bad idea, but then again, he didn't, he didn't Maybe need they a should child. have done a little more reconnaissance. Yeah. And like, it wasn't necessarily a bad idea. Like it wasn't a bad idea. The plan they came up with is not bad. But the fact that they didn't, like, think about the fact that there just were going to be too many. And they brought, like, a lot of cats with them. It's like, uh, you know, this, I don't know if this was a, if anything, okay, and they'll never do this. This is, never do this. But this is almost like a diplomatic opportunity. You know what they could have done? What? Invited over another clan, been like, hey, we need some more cats. You guys scratch our back, we scratch yours. Like, why don't we do yeah, this more? We'll split the rats. We'll split the rats with you. I like, I sometimes we have like allyship. Sometimes we have like Al- allies, like tentative allies, you know. And I'm not talking about like when they made the big journey, but I mean, like, you know, sometimes we'll be like, you know, I'm on their side or we're on their side. Um, but yeah. it's like, I feel like we don't do enough like diplomatic attempts at that you know so everyone's just like well they're not actively trying to kill us so they're on our side (laughs) but it's like i feel like we could you know yeah but um but the reason i'm glad that (laughs) i'm not glad i mean no one one died so i guess i am glad it went bad but also i was really concerned about the find me after the battle line i was like no no Cause you know, I feel like I feel like I have a vision. I have a vision. Yeah. He's like, "What's your vision? The warrior what qu- What vision has Star Clan sent you?" He's gonna be like, you know, the warrior rules are just like for medicine cats. Like, they only literally matter for warriors. So like, it's fine if we like, you know, keep it up. And it's like, no, dude, she's a priest. But I, I just like I can see him being like, oh, "You're so like badly out there on the battle. You should come back and be a warrior, and this will convince you." Smooch, smooch, and it's like, ah, oh, no, dude. I'm like worried it's gonna be like that. Like I'm worried he's yeah. gonna be like, "Well, if you get pregnant, you can't be the medicine cat anymore." 
Ooh, yeah, like a weird sort of entrapment thing. Hate yeah, that. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm... Con- I mean, I don't think the Aaron's will do that, because, like, they've done some weird stuff, but also... I don't know. Yeah, but we know we know that Broken Star never knew who his mother was. So, you know. Yeah, no, I'm saying that this could be where it starts. Oh, it does not end this try. way. She's like, I'm still going to oh, yeah. be a priest. Bop, and she bops him. Um, but, All right. But I don't know. I just, I'm like, maybe she'll have like a moment like, you know, uh, Leafpool did and is like, no, I'm running away actually, but I can't see. So I don't know. I'm just how, what is going to happen here? So I think it's been, a f- I'm not exactly sure how long it's been since the battle with the rats, but it's uh-huh. been a little time because um, we're going to a gathering. Oh, wait, we're going to the gathering. Right. We did talk about this. Yeah. Because I guess the half moon was like maybe a week before right. the rat thing. And now we're at a full moon. So I mean, I don't remember another week in the other uh in the other like uh super editions we've been in when we've been in the past and it would this would have escaped my attention and maybe i'm relying too much on my memory but i feel like i would remember if there was one time that shadow clan showed up like just beat to crap <laughs> and no one had <laughs> recently beat the crap out of them you know <laughs> yeah thunder clan's like we didn't we, we haven't bullied we you lately. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like, you know, it would have been big news if they showed up at a, a you know, a, a gathering just looking terrible. <laughs> yeah. So the other cats attending uh, the gathering are uh, with Cedar Star in the clearing. He had recovered well from the battle. Stonetooth looked frail and badly limped when he walked. So Stonetooth has not recovered very well. Oh. And as Yellowfang waited to leave, she finds herself making a quick check of all her clanmates, looking for signs of injury or sickness. Since her. becoming a medicine, yeah, she's just got a got an eagle eye for for who's anybody anybody sniffling. Right. Since becoming a medicine cat, she's gotten better at blocking out the pain. She could do it instinctively, but sometimes it was useful to let herself feel it making it easier to treat a sick or wounded cat. Huh. Now, she was keeping the pain in check. So instead, she's looking for signs of bright eyes and healthy fur and checking how wounds are healing. So, like, she's, like, she doesn't need to, like, depend on it as a crutch, you know? She's also just good at her job. Cedar Star leads the way through the forest. Yellowfang would have liked to walk beside Ragged Pelt, but... Foxheart was very close to his side. Yellowfang wants to listen to them and falls in beside Rowanberry. She starts to make conversation with her sister when Wolfstep calls for Rowanberry. And she kind of starts to apologize, but just kind of scampers off. Oh, is were these these two that had that, like, moment? No. What moment? The two moms and the dad? No, no. Rowanberry is um, Yellowfang's sister. Okay, wait. Repeat what just happened. So Yellowfang is like, I'm going to talk to my sister. Okay. Although she kind of wants to eavesdrop on Ragged Pelt and Foxheart, but she starts to talk with her sister. Just like, you know, like, oh, 
how was hunting today? And then Wolf Step's like, hey, Rowanberry. And Rowanberry's like, um, yeah, I'm gonna, and it's gonna leave. Okay, I see. I'm sorry. I, I get, I forget who everyone is. I'm sorry. I know. But what is, okay. Yellowfang watches her leave, trying not to feel hurt. Sage Whisker joins her. It can be lonely, the old medicine cat murmured, as if she could read Yellowfang's thoughts. But her clanmates will always need her, Sage Whisker says, more than even she or they realize. I guess. Their plan is... (laughs) They're going to treat you like garbage, but they need you, and it's like, that's actually not very comforting. Wind Clan is already at four trees, and Shadow Clan arrives pretty much at the same time as Thunder Clan. Cedar Star calls the clans to gather, and Pine Star and Heather Star join him. A cat protests that they can't start without River Clan, and I don't know if you recognize this gathering, but we have seen it twice before. Nope, um, but I'm sure we have. I'll let you. I'll let you know. You'll. You'll. Uh, I'll be able to orient you in a sec. Okay. While they argue, Yellowfang spots a cat with a blue-gray pelt under a fern by herself. ThunderClan's scent drifted from her. Yellow I Fang know what's thinks... happening! Yellow Wait, Fang no, I thinks don't. That she... No, you don't know what's happening yet. Well, she hasn't spoken to this cat before, and she turns her paws towards her. Before she can reach the blue cat... River Clan pours into the clearing. A sturdy tabby settles down beside the blue cat, almost knocking her over. Yellowfang stares at his twisted jaw for a moment, wondering how he got the injury. She doesn't want to interrupt them, so she turns away. She joins Sage Whisker and the other medicine cats at the foot of the rock. So this is uh, Crooked Star's first gathering. And um, I think Blue Star's like second or something. She hasn't been doing it very long either. Um, so they're both apprentices right now, Crooked Paw and Blue Paw. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, their first time meeting when they're like, Crooked Crooked Paw's like asking Blue Paw's all the questions. Like, <gasps> okay, hey. I do. Okay. I was like, I thought Yellow and Thing. Sunfall's like, shut up. Meet some, but <laughs> I, I would have remembered if they met. Yeah. I was reminding someone um, hiding. Who got tucked away? Was that Blue Star or No, that was Yellowfang. Oh, no. Jesus. When her dad when her dad tucked her away. Never mind. I'm insane. <laughs> yeah, a little. That's okay. I do believe Blue Star notices Yellowfang at this meeting. Of course she does. It's her her, her wife. <sighs> yeah, future future wife. Mm. Because Blue Paw's still baby. Right. But hey. But hey, sometimes you see a hot doctor <laughs> and you just or a hot med student. Hey, in a couple of decades, that's I'm going to marry her. So Yellowfang goes to sit with the medicine cats. Feather Whisker rises to meet her. He greets her with warm words, but wary eyes. He noticed some of her clanmates are battle scarred. Has there been trouble recently? So oh, okay. he noticed. Obviously, this book hadn't been written the other time, but, you know. 
But uh, yeah, Yellow we'll just shove that in there. Yeah. Yellow Fang feels her fur begin to bristle. Nothing they could handle, she replies curtly. Feather Whisker tells her to keep her pelt on. They're medicine cats. They can tell each other anything. And if there's anything he needs to know, Sage Whisker adds, appearing at Feather Whisker's side, rest assured, they'll tell him. <laughs> Sage Whisker's like, don't needle my apprentice. Yeah. Feather Whisker's like, but are you going to destroy ThunderClan? <laughs> I actually gotta know this. Pine Star starts the meeting. And the leaders don't really say anything of interest, and she guesses all the clans have suffered during this cold leaf bear, but none of the leaders are prepared to admit it. So, you know, they're doing that dance where they're right, like, right. everything's great, but like they all kind of look like they're starving. So yeah. <laughs> finally, it's Cedar Star's turn. And we have seen this before. This happened in the other two um, gatherings that we saw. So this isn't new. It is with sadness that he must announce their deputy, Stonetooth, is moving to the Elder's Den. Oh, so yeah. So he has retired. There it is. Shadow Clan cats gasp in astonishment. And Yellowfang looks around and realizes that no cat knew anything about this, except for Stonetooth himself. His clan calls out his name proudly. Stonetooth Sweet. dips his head solemnly. Rowanberry whiskers to Foxheart that it's almost moon high. Cedarstar will have to announce a new deputy now. Tension builds in the clearing. Because deputies are normally appointed within the clan, not in public like this. Like, usually it's announced at the next attention. gathering. We love attention here. Yeah, this is Cedar Star's just being dramatic. Cedar Cedar Star was like, "Hey, Stone Tooth, my husband. How do you want to go out?" And Stone Tooth is like, in the most dramatic way possible, please. And it's very much like, and here's introducing a big bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ragged Pelt will take his place. Cedar Star announces. Shadow Clan yowls Ragged Pelt's name to the sky, and Yellowfang tries to yowl harder than any of them, shocked and delighted. Ragged Pelt's expression is unreadable as he takes his place below the Great Rock. Yellowfang is still yowling his name, heart bursting with pride. She tries to catch his eye, but he wouldn't look at her. Um, and in, in, um... With the other two in the crowd, whose super editions we've already read, Blue Star doesn't like Ragged Pelt. Like, she, her fur bristled. She's like, I don't like the look of him. And she does notice Yellowfang cheering the loudest. Hmm. So. That's how, that's how these connect. Cedar Star waits for the noise to die down before he continues. There is another piece of news, he says, but this is for Sage Whisker to tell. Sage Whisker rises and informs the gathering that ShadowClan has a new medicine cat. Yellowfang has agreed to become her apprentice. Some ShadowClan cats yowl her name, but after the excitement of, like, a deputy retiring in surprise and a surprise promotion, it's a little muted. But <laughs> Yellowfang's kind of, like, relieved not to have, like, much attention on her. She's like, this is the best way to do it. 
and Yellowfang catches Ragged Pelt's eye, and she's startled by the sadness in his gaze as he looks at her. One day they would be leader and medicine cat of Shadow Clan. Surely that was a cause for celebration. A stab of pain pierces Yellowfang's heart. Is this her pain or Ragged Pelt's? This is her destiny, isn't it? So, mm. yeah. Finally, the thaw came. Rain fell day after day. It filled the hollow and turned the camp floor to mud. In the forest, Yellowfang splashes through the marshes. A fresh green tang leads her to a fallen tree trunk. She has to wriggle underneath it. And she's got her long, fluffy fur, so she's just getting all wet and like, uh. <clears throat> Yellowfang. The shout startles her, and she hits her head on the trunk. Mouse dung, she spat and scrambled to her paws. Ragged Pelt is standing behind her. That hurt, Yellowfang tells him. Is he mouse-brained? Ragged Pelt apologizes and blinks at her. He says he has to talk to her away from camp. He hesitates and takes a breath. Yellowfang, are you sure you made the right choice? Oh, God. Yellowfang gazes back at him. And for once, he isn't trying to quarrel with her. Which, like, if that's the thing you notice, girl, for once, for once, Yellowfang, yeah. he's not trying to, like, ugh, just, I don't, girl... Well, he sounds sad, his voice full of such deep sorrow. There was no bottom to it. Cry me a river. Um, <laughs> he misses her, he tells her. He's going to be the leader of Shadow Clan, and he wanted her as his deputy. Yellowfang says she'll be his medicine cat. Ragged Pelt says he wants more than that. He takes a step towards her his scent flooding over her. His whiskers brush her ear. He knows she's a medicine cat now, he whispers, but that doesn't change the way he feels about her. Yellowfang tells him that her feelings haven't changed either, but this is her destiny. StarClan wants to... StarClan wants her to be a medicine cat. They can have her skill with herbs, Ragged Pelt says, voice growing stronger. They can even walk in her dreams, but they can't have all of her. If they do all of the duties expected of them, how can this be wrong, he asks. As long as no cat knows, everything can be as it was before. This can be their secret, shared with no one else. Oh! What? Yellowfang Yellowfang wonders what Silverflame would think. But she had told Yellowfang to have courage in her own instincts. Girl! And her instincts tell her that this is her destiny too. She leans closer to Ragged Pelt and crushes down the feelings of guilt. I can keep a secret, she murmurs. <laughs> That's how this happens? Yeah, what do you what do you think about that? 
I guess it's like it, it does remind me a bit of what happens with Leaf Pool. It's kind of her running away from her. I don't. It's Although so... Ragged Pelt's proposal is more like as long as you do your job really good and I do my job good. What what does it matter if we love each other? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't necessarily just like disagree with him, but also like, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I think. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm okay with it being this way, because it, it's. He didn't seem to really pressure her. She was just kind of like, "Oh, all right, I love an excuse." Um, so <laughs> yeah, like, don't have to ask me twice. Yeah, like, yeah. She's just like, "Okay, you offered." So I mean, I guess like I'm okay with it in that aspect because it's not like he wore her yeah. down. He asked her once, and she was like, "Yep." <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but like, there is kind of like the weird guiltiness of him being like, "You were supposed to be my deputy, but now you're this." So I guess we just have yeah. to be secretly in love. And it's like, hey guys, secretly in love is fine, but you can't have safe sex. So <laughs> I just don't know how she's going to hide this. Well, through New Leaf and Green Leaf, she and Ragged Pelt kept their promise. So we're, we're skipping some seasons. All right. They met in the most remote areas of Shadow Clan territory. The only cats who could possibly know were their ancestors in Star Clan. And Yellow Fang had been given no warnings of terrible consequences. So she had begun to believe that Star Clan would allow her to be both Ragged Pelt's mate and a medicine cat. It's now Leaf Fall, so it's the fall. She just didn't ask. Yeah, she's like, well, nobody's telling me no. <laughs> Ragged Pelt pounces on her playfully, and Yellowfang doesn't just stop it. She should be looking for herbs. For real, Th- like more- no one, like no one put two and two together, <laughs> right? Like they were basically mates before she became a medicine cat apprentice. Like, and like everybody knew. I. It has to be the fact that his brother is just like he doesn't have any emotions besides war as well. That no one asked him. Because, like, I feel like if yeah. his brother was, like, a little more sensitive, he'd been like, hey, what happened there? <laughs> <laughs> Ragged Pelt says there's plenty of time to gather herbs. Yellowfang argues that it's already leaf fall. They need to build up their supply. Remember how short they were last leaf bear? Ragged Pelt assures her that they'll return soon. He should be preparing Cloudpaw for his final assessment. Yellowfang feels guilty. They should go back now. Ragged Pelt reassures her that they aren't hurting any cat. They met all their responsibilities. The clan is as safe and protected as it can be. He presses his muzzle to her shoulder. This is still their secret. Yellowfang can't suppress her rising purr. These times with Ragged Pelt were the happiest moments she's ever known. Which, oh, girl. Ragged Pelt tells Ragged Pelt tells her, well, you know, I believe that, you know, that they do have good times. And I mean, that's the thing with a lot of toxic relationships is you yeah. do have some very good times. And so then, you know, when it's bad, it's like, oh, well, but, you know, we do have good times, but it doesn't right. make it okay. Right. Ragged Pelt tells her not to forget she's only an apprentice. 
she can still change her mind. He would make sure that she would never have to fight in a battle. He'll be leader soon, after all, and he'll do everything to keep her safe. And I, I wonder, like, I don't think she's told Ragged Pelt about her gift. I guess maybe he just thinks that she doesn't want to fight anymore, and that's why she's a medicine cat. Maybe. Which I guess she did say, she did say for her reasons that she can't hurt cats anymore. It's not that, you know, oh, I'm afraid of battles. Like, I can't hurt other cats. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you'd never have to do that. Like, I'd make sure of it. Yellow Fang is curled up warmly in his fur. And for a heartbeat, she's tempted. But she thinks of everything Sage Whisker has taught her and knows that this is the path she has to follow, at least for a while. She shakes her head. Ragged Pelt gives her a gentle nudge. He'll persuade her yet. So, Mm. yeah, not... It doesn't seem like he's being too, like, insistent, but... And I don't know. Yellowfang's like, well, I'm going to do this for now. It's like, oh, girl, you going to like switch careers again? Or just, right. Like, just flip-flop. Like, I'm going to go back to being warriors while I have children and then I'll come back. Yeah, it's like, okay, if you're leader, right? I guess he could give you the go-ahead. Uh, yeah, right. But Leader's also, like, word is law. Are you just going to let... I feel like your current leader is going to be a little... Cedar Star is going to be like, hey... No. (laughs) Guess you just have to wait for Cedar Star to, you know. He's only got one more life left. I guess. Womp womp. (sighs) A terrible screeching fills the forest before Yellowfang can respond. They leap to their paws and bolt through the trees towards the sound, and they come to a clearing. Yellowfang sees four of her clanmates grappling with four huge rogues. They reek of two-leg place. Ragged Pelt roars in fury and flings himself into battle. Um, he flings aside a rogue, pinning down Rowanberry, and crashes into another one that was lunging for Blizzardwing's throat. They flee, and the other two realize that they're outnumbered and run after them. Ragged Pelt yowls after them to not come back. Oh, Rowanberry says this was her fault. She was leading the patrol. She should have scented them before the rogues jumped on them. Ragged Pelt snarls that they were just looking for a fight. Oh, those two leg place cats. Ragged Pelt obviously has like extra hatred towards them. <laughs> Yellowfang scans the clearing. She had seen four of her clanmates fighting, but she can only account for three of them. Rowanberry, Blizzardwing, and Wolfstep. Where's the fourth cat? She catches a glimpse of white fur among the ferns. She races over to see Cloudpaw, and he's laying ominously still. Oh, no. He didn't need anything else to emphasize it. He didn't need anything else to prejudice him more. Also, where? why did this happen? How did... Oh, no, Yellowfang yelps. What is he doing here? Ragged Pelt gasps oh. as he stares at his motionless apprentice. Well, you were out with your lady. I suppose you can't keep a secret yeah. relationship with a little kid tagging along. 
Well, he couldn't find Ragged Pelt, Rowanberry admits. So he asked to join their patrol to practice his scenting skills before his final assessment. So basically, Cloudpaw couldn't find his mentor. So he asked to join a patrol. So we're going to feel guilty about that, I'm sure. Right. You know, Ragged Pelt said it's not hurting anyone that we're not in camp, you know, that we're not in camp and... I'm sure he'll feel bad about this and not at all blame other people. He actually, it it doesn't seem like he really gets too into that. Oh. But, I don't know. But he probably also hates that part of it, too. Right. Rowanberry hesitates, then adds that she let Cloudpaw take the lead and he didn't pick up the intruder's scent until it was too late. Yellowfang tries to ignore the stricken look in Ragged Pelt's eyes and bends over the apprentice. She can't see anything wrong with him at first, and she carefully lets go of her control to feel his pain. Agony surges through her, like a fierce creature is trying to claw its way out of her belly. Her head reels from it, and her legs begin to buckle. She gently turns Cloudpaw over. His belly had been slashed open. Is he dead? Rowanberry whispered. Yellowfang shakes her head. She had spotted the faint rise and fall of his chest. She blocks off the pain again and turns to the other cats. She tells Wolfstep to go back to camp and warn Sagewhisker and Blizzardwing to find her some cobwebs. She needs to stop the bleeding before they can move him. I'll carry him, Ragged Pelt says hoarsely. Yellowfang is able to cover the wound with cobwebs, and Ragged Pelt insists on taking Cloudpaw on his shoulders, even though the apprentice is nearly full-grown. They struggle back to the clearing, and Yellowfang and Blizzardwing are on either side of them. Wolfstep had already warned the clan, and they gathered around as Ragged Pelt carried his apprentice through the tunnel. Want to hit me with a cat fact? Jesus. Before we find out this guy's prognosis? I don't think it's looking good, Doctor. Okay, um... Sure. <laughs> it's been a while since we've had some kid death. Yeah, I should have known. Um, wow. Uh, so for today's cat fact, um, luckily we're going to a hospital. <laughs> um, oh, oh, that's perfect. Let's bring Cloudpaw with us. Well, we're headed to Richmond, a suburb of Melbourne, Australia, to the location of Epworth Richmond, a private not-for-profit hospital. Um, I barely have a grasp on U.S. healthcare, so I have no idea what that means for Australian healthcare, but that's what we're headed. Yeah. Um, but uh, in 2020, it might have been kind of hard for Cloudpot to get in. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yes, it was Fair. a stressful time for hospitals, uh, you know, as for all hospitals and healthcare facilities in the first, like, full yeah. year of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, but residents and patients alike found their spirits were often lifted by a friendly white and orange, described as red in many of the sources I found, cat, who I'd taken to hanging out around the facility entrance by the name of Elwood. So, oh, I'm not... 
I'm not sure if, uh, you know, Cloud, Paul would be able to get past this guy. Probably would have been like, hey, hold oh, on. Oh, yeah. But there's a photo of him. Oh. Oh, he's so handsome. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the cat was like white and cream. Yes. The cat was noticed by pathologist Chantel Trollope, who described his temperament as, quote, he is lovely and friendly, but not overly affectionate. He enjoys a good pat, but likes to keep things short and move around a fair bit. So. Fair. Professional. I can respect that. Yeah. Unquote. And, you know, that he did. He would keep things moving, but he would often snooze in the nearby bushes when not patrolling. And those patrols did not go unnoticed, as one day, the hospital security team gave him this. His very oh. own badge. Uh, it was attached to a collar oh, with so a cute. portrait photo, his name, and security written underneath. Elwood oh. was officially part of the staff, as the badge is literally the same as every other employee of the hospital. <laughs> Love it. I just love that they had a printer and they're like, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, we've got a printer, we've got a laminator, right. nothing can stop us. And this was much to the surprise of Alex Williams, uh, Elwood's owner, who lived uh. just across the street and had no idea about the cat's new career until he came home with a tag on. <laughs> <laughs> That's so <laughs> All of a sudden, your cat comes home with a job. Right? He's employed now. Um, and it's like, all right, you're going to start contributing to some bills, bud? <laughs> and the hospital staff were uh, relieved to know that he had a home. They were worried he was a stray, but were not too sure due to his friendly attitude and the fact that he really didn't try to get into the hospital. Um, it is noted that his small size prevented the automatic doors from noticing him. Um mm. And he did not hang around at night. So, like, they knew he had to go somewhere, but they thought he was a stray. Um, The tag was removed as the bulkiness seemed to bother him, but Elwood is still on staff, or he remained on staff. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Apparently, the collar is new. Do you see that first photo? That's actually the same little clip is on that, but just with the tag off. Um, Yeah. And... I was not able to find, like, too many recent updates on Elwood. Like, there was, like, a fan page um, on Instagram, but they hadn't updated for a really long time. Um, And, like, most of the people who had, like, provided, like, the photos and videos, like, there were some posted by the actual hospital, but most of them were, like, employees and private people and not, like, any official, you know, recognized, (laughs) uh, like, like, page. Um, But... I hope that he's continuing to bring cheer wherever he is and whatever he's up to. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, what a what a little career man. I know. It's like this is a, probably the first cat. I mean, a lot of our cats, like, they just get it. Like, they're there. They get a job. But this cat went out there. He hit the bricks. Yeah. <laughs> he got a job. Yeah. He went out. He looked for jobs. He sent out his resume. And he went in person to follow up. Right. <laughs> and it's so funny. Like, just like my mom always wants me to do. <laughs> And, like, so many of the, um, like, stories covering it were just, like, this cat hung around at this hospital for a year, so they just gave him a job in security. Like, Yeah, that's how I got my current job. Right? He just, like, wouldn't leave, so, like, okay, you can work here, I guess. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, even if he is no longer a security worker at the hospital, I do hope that Elwood's doing great. Yeah. All right. Ready to go to, uh, the cat hospital? Yes. <laughs> Not just a, I mean, the joke was there, there was a cat security guard, so he couldn't have got in, but maybe he would have actually rushed him in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he should... Maybe he found his own clan. Maybe he found his calling. Oh, maybe. He's like, I want to work at a cat hospital. So he'd be like Yellowfang's bouncer mm. for the medicine den <laughs> to keep uh, poor worried mothers out when their kids get grievously injured. Maybe. <laughs> Nettlespot lets out a piteous wail when she sees her son. My precious kit, save him. They must save him. Yellowfang promises that they'll do their best. The two newest apprentices, Nightpaw and Cloudpaw, so gee, sorry, let me try that again. The two newest apprentices, Nightpaw and Clawpaw, watch in alarm until their mentors, Foxheart and Crowtail, drag them away. And we know these two cats. Yeah. Nightpaw becomes Nightstar. Oh! Even though he doesn't ever get his nine lives, so right. that was a short-lived. And then uh, Clawpaw becomes Clawface, I believe. Um, yep. Uh, and he... It, oh, he kills... Uh, Claw, Clawpaw grows up to be Clawface and kills Spottedleaf. So he's the one who kills Spottedleaf. Um, and then he gets killed by Graystripe. So, yeah. Mm. But right now, he's just a baby. Got it. Got it. Ragged Pelt lays Cloudpaw gently down on a bed of moss in the medicine den. He tries to settle down next to him, but Sage Whisker says he's done all he can. It's time for them to take over. And so this is when, um, this is when, uh, security cat would come in and escort him out. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. With one last look at Cloudpaw, Ragged Pelt leaves the den, head and tail drooping. Sage Whisker moves the cobwebs, laying the gash bare. She meets Yellowfang's gaze. It's very serious, she says. It might be kinder to let Star Clan take him now. No, Yellowfang hisses. This cat will not die. She'll care for him herself if Sage Whisker is willing to give up. And she's furious at Sage Whisker for admitting defeat. Yellowfang sees her brother walking by and tells him to fetch her wet moss. She gathers herbs and mixes a poultice. She licks the wound as clean as she can and binds the poultice with cobwebs. Sage Whisker is beside her, holding the leaves in place while Yellowfang secured the cobwebs. Sage Whisker won't stop Yellowfang from trying to help him, but she must be prepared for the worst. Yellowfang watches the slight movement of Cloudpaw's chest. He's still unconscious. And she's terrified that these feeble breaths may stop altogether. The sun is setting and a chilly wind rises. 
Yellowfang says she'll stay with Cloudpaw. She'll keep him warm. Sagewhisker goes to check on the other cats who were in the fight, and it's dark when she returns. She tells Yellowfang to call her if there's a problem, and settled into her nest. Yellowfang sits down beside the injured apprentice, looking up at the stars as they appeared. Was this our fault? She whispered to the sky. Did it happen because her and Ragged Pelt are together? Please, StarClan, she begs. Send her a sign if they're angry with her. But please don't punish this apprentice. He's too young to join them yet. Oh, so that's how she's interpreting this? Yikes. You know, I grew I mean, up she's Catholic, out. so like, I get it, girl, but yikes. Yeah. That's a guilt complex you're going to carry, huh? Well, I mean, like, I mean, Cloudpaw was literally out there because he couldn't no, find yeah, Ragged Pelt. It's, it, and, it's, and, and here's so, the thing, I mean, with StarClan, unlike my my Catholic upbringing, like, it was, you know, it's it's a much different, it's a whole different horse. Um, yeah, yeah. It, you know, we're... we're Peaches but Star Clan doesn't here. control rogues. But they, but but, but I guess they might have you know his life in their paws. So if he's teetering on the edge, no, and I don't think it's. I don't think they murder kids to teach lessons, because like sometimes kids just no. die. <laughs> Not really, yeah. But I I can understand why she's thinking about this this way. Yeah. The stars glitter coldly above her, and Yellowfang doesn't know if they heard her plea. Eventually, Yellowfang starts to doze, and she finds herself standing in a windswept marsh. A cat offers her a comfrey leaf. She doesn't recognize him, but he smells of Shadow Clan and herbs. Yellowfang takes the leaf and hears a thin wailing at her paws. A tiny tabby kit with blood trickling from its ears at her feet. Yellowfang chews the comfrey and lets the juice trickle onto the kit's ear. At once the wound closed up, as, it, as if it had never been there. Not even a scar left behind. Yellowfang looks up. The cat is holding out another leaf. And beyond him is another cat, and another, a line stretching as far as Yellowfang could see. They're passing herbs to one another, sending the leaves down the line to Yellowfang in hushed silence. She realizes they're all medicine cats, and she's one of them, at the end of the line treating this cat, but with all of their wisdom and support to help her. She takes another leaf, it's cat mint, and she holds it out to a little brown kit who's coughing. The kit swallows, stops coughing, and fades away. A mist rises and obscures the other cats and the marshland where they stood. Which, that's a cool dream. I like a more obscure dream like that. It's right, not like I was somebody like, this is like, fun. Right, it's not like... Silver flame coming down and telling her, like, you need to use, you know, this herb or something. It's just kind of like, hey, we're here for, like, you know, it's like, here is the line of every Shadow Clan medicine cat, mm -hmm. and we're here to help you, you know, like, 
we're behind you. It's cool. It's cool. I like that one. Yellowfang is roused by a whimpering noise. Cloudpaw is squirming, crying feebly. His whole body burns with fever. Yellowfang gives him more water and holds his shoulder. She murmurs for him to keep still, little one. He'll open his wound again. Once he settles, Yellowfang goes to the herb stores. Sage Whisker stirs and asks how he is. Feverish, Yellowfang says, finding the herbs she was looking for. Cloudpaw, the yowl startles Yellowfang. Nettlespot pushes into the den. She has to see her son. Sage Whisker rises to block Nettlespot from Cloudpaw. She tells her it's the middle of the night, and Cloudpaw mustn't be disturbed. She can come back tomorrow. This is when we need hospital security. <laughs> yep. Nettlespot insists she needs to see him, but Sage Whisker says he needs rest. She promises Nettlespot that if he gets any worse, they will call her. Like, don't worry. If we think he's going to die, we'll come get you. Don't worry, Mom. Thanks. Nettlespot hesitates, then leaves, her tail drooping. Sage Whisker says it's hard for her, and she goes to look at Cloudpaw. And Nettlespot did lose, like, her, like, in that litter, I think she lost two of her kits. Right. And then, you know, he was the only one, and then he was sick, and she was, like, starving while he was trying to feed. So, you know, she had a pretty difficult time raising him. Yeah. You know, so she's, you know, yeah, it's hard seeing him hurt again. Yellowfang, she whispers, you can't save every cat. No, but she can save this one, Yellowfang growls. She's giving him dandelion for the fever and to help him sleep. Sage Whisker nods and suggests she mix in a couple borage leaves. Yellowfang chews up the herbs and pushes the pulp between Cloudpaw's jaws. She repeats this through the night, not caring how low the herb stalks grew. Cloudpaw must live. Nothing else matters. And I guess this is an important lesson to learn, you yeah. know? You can't save every cat. Ragged Pelt comes to ask about his apprentice at dawn. Yellowfang says he's holding his own. And her heart aches for him as he stands over his motionless apprentice. Yellowfang meets his gaze when he draws away. I will save him, she vowed. She can't speak of what they had been doing while Cloudpaw was hurt. And she can see that Ragged Pelt will never speak of it either. Their guilt runs too deep. Ragged Pelt says he's ordered more border patrols to make sure the rogues don't come back. And Yellowfang advises him not to let apprentices patrol in that area until they're sure it's safe. And Ragged Pelt leaves. Yellowfang stays by Cloudpaw's side all day. Members of the clan came in to visit, one by one. Yellowfang didn't let them stay long, not even Nettlespot. Her panic over her son is not helping. As the sun was setting again, Sage Whisker tells her she needs to get out of the den for a bit. She can't take care of Cloudpaw if she falls ill herself, 
Walk around camp, have some fresh kill, drink some water. Sage Whisker will keep an eye on Cloudpaw. It's important, even as a doctor, to, you know, not burn out. Yeah. Especially as a doctor. Take care of yourself. Self-care, baby. Yeah. Yellow Fang stumbles into the clearing and wanders in a daze. She's aware of her clanmates glancing at her. They all know how ill Cloudpaw is. Brightflower bounds up to her and steers her daughter towards the fresh kill pile. Oh, mom. She's got a real, she's got a real juicy vault uh, for Yellow Fang. And she's going to sit with her until she eats every bite. And as soon as Yellow Fang takes a bite, she realizes she's ravenously hungry. I get that too, girl. <laughs> she finishes the vole and gets water before returning to her den. It's another long night's vigil at Cloudpaw's side. He still hasn't woken, but she thinks his breathing has gotten stronger. Again, she looks to Star Clan. Take her if they must, Yellowfang prays with all her heart. But save him. None of this is his fault. She's so sorry. Eventually, worn out by grief and guilt, Yellowfang falls into a light and troubled sleep. She wakes to Sage Whisker prodding her shoulder. She jumps to her paws. Is it Cloudpaw? Is he worse? Sage Whisker's eyes are gleaming. No, she purrs. He's waking up. He's in a lot of pain, but he's asking for water. Ah, crap. Okay, wait. If they are, if they have, if they're on, if they're not already with child, this might be. Oh no. Yellowfang looks down at the apprentice. His eyes are glazed, but his breathing is normal and his fever is down. He says he's so thirsty, and his belly hurts. <laughs> Yellowfang tells him it'll hurt for a while, but that means he's getting better. She redresses his wound and leaves Sage Whisker to look after him while she goes to find Ragged Pelt. He's organizing patrols, and when he sees her, he bounds over to her, a desperate question in his eyes. Yellowfang tells him Cloudpaw has woken up. He's not out of trouble yet but the worst of the infection has cleared. Ragged closes his eyes and sighs with relief. Thank you, he murmurs. After two days, Cloudpaw is recovering fast. He's allowed to go out into the clearing for a while. Sage Whisker tells him a short walk, just to the fresh kill pile in back. Cloudpaw scrapes the ground impatiently, but Yellowfang guesses he'll want to get back to his nest after walking only a few paw steps. Outside his den, or outside the den, his clanmates are waiting to greet him. They yowl his name as he appears. Cloudpaw looks to Yellowfang bewildered. Why are they calling his name? Because he fought bravely, Cedar Star tells him. They'll make him a warrior as soon as he's better. Cloudpaw stumbles as he tries to give an excited bounce. And he thanks Cedar Star, dipping his head. Nettlespot dashes up, brushing past Cedar Star in her haste. 
My precious kit, she purrs. Oh, Yellow Fang, thank you, thank you. Yellow Fang murmurs that she was only doing her duty. Cloudpaw is looking almost overwhelmed as Rowanberry and the rest of the patrol from that day gather around him. Rowanberry says it's so great to see him again. Before he can respond, Yellowfang presses closer to him. She fixes Rowanberry and the rest of the patrol with a stern, a stern glance. She tells them to give him some space. He's barely back on his paws. So Yellowfang steers Cloudpaw over to Ragged Pelt and away from the others. She's like, give this child room to breathe. <laughs> this is, again, Dr. Security. Yeah. Stay away from this hurt child. Everybody give him some space. Ragged Pelt bows his head. He's sorry he let Cloudpaw get hurt. Cloudpaw looks baffled. It wasn't Ragged Pelt's fault, Cloudpaw protests. He should have scented those rogues. He let his mentor down. Not at all, Ragged Pelt murmurs, turning away. Hmm. Yellowfang spots the pain in Cloudpaw's eyes and sees his head drooping. She steers him back to the medicine den. She's so good at caring for every cat, Cloudpaw says, as Yellowfang settles him back into his nest. She'd make a great mother, he says. Does she ever regret that she won't have kits of her own? Woof. <laughs> Yellowfang blinks. She says the whole clan are her kits. She doesn't have time to single any out. Good. Cloudpaw nods. Good answer. He... He guesses that's what it means to be a medicine cat. It's tough, though, he adds. Er, it must be tough, though, he adds. He's really looking forward to having a mate and kits of his own. He's very young to be thinking about that, Yellowfang teases. Well, and there's plenty of time. Thing to say. And there's plenty of time for him to father kits with some poor queen to keep Yellowfang busy. Uh. Cloudpaw meows with laughter, then yawns. Meow. <laughs> he closes his eyes and drifts to sleep. Sage Whisker is tidying the herb stores. Yellowfang, you've done a great thing by healing this cat, she says, and her eyes glow as she looks at Yellowfang. A lot, of a lot of other medicine cats would have given up and let Star Clan decide, and Sage Whisker was one of them. It's time she ended her apprenticeship and became a full medicine cat. Wow, Yellowfang exclaimed. Oh, Sage Whisker, thank you. She's ready for this, she thinks. Saving Cloudpaw had meant everything to her. And Yellowfang knows this is her destiny. So, she'll give up Ragged Pelt and never look back. Oh, so like, okay, so, okay, so she, she's pregnant. <laughs> like, she has to be. <laughs> like. Well, and it was nice that the Cloudpaw thing wasn't like, oh, he died and we feel so guilty. So now we shouldn't be together. It was more of, 
wow, I saved this kid and it felt great. Mm -hmm. You know, she was wondering, would she ever feel the pride that she felt while like killing rats ever again? And she she feels that now. Yeah. And, you know, she realizes that this is what I want to do. Mm hmm. You know, like, I actually love this, and I will I will give up my mate for this. And that's why so. she is currently pregnant, because there's no other way that <laughs> I can't see this happening any other way. Um, gosh, this is gonna be a lot, huh? Um, well, folks, if you're ready for it to be a lot. Oh, oh you're done? Are we not wrapping up? Oh, I mean, we we could go another 15, 20 minutes if you'd like. I oh no, I guess I was confused. If we, uh, uh, I was just, I just, I mean, it's the end of the chapter, which is kind of why that felt kind of final. Okay, but uh, we we can keep going. Okay, yeah, let's keep going. For the first time since Cloudpaw was hurt, Yellowfang gets a good night's sleep. In the morning, Sage Whisker says she needs to tell Cedarstar that Yellowfang is ready to be a full medicine cat. And Yellowfang feels a spasm of fear. Please, she says, let her tell another cat first. Sage Whisker narrows her eyes. She means ragged pelt, doesn't she? Yellowfang just looks at her paws and says, oh, how did she know that? Like, oh, girl. Sage Whisker tells her firmly that she's bound by the medicine code now. This is how it is for all of them, and how it must be for Yellowfang. Always, Yellowfang whispers and darts out of the den. And we, we talk a lot about how it's kind of dumb that medicine cats can't have kids because they're a community and kind of communally raise their kids. Mm-hmm. But I guess, like, it really is supposed to be a parallel to, like, being a nun, so, like, it is supposed to be about chastity, but we don't have, like, sex doesn't exist in Warrior Cats, so we can't actually talk about that. Right, right. And it's... So it's kind of like... It, like and, like, to, they and, set and, this up to be, like, a nun, but it's very frustrating. And it's interesting, because, like... Coming from the realm of Catholicism, because that's what I'm most informed when it comes to, uh, like, being chased or, like, not, you know, having relations with people. The... Yes. The reason you do that, if you're a priest or a nun, is, like, not because... It's, like, not because of not having kids. It's very much because this... Yeah. It, 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 it is sort of, like, they're saying, should, this should be... It's not even, like, the, the... It's not a community-based thing. It's not, like, you need to focus on your job. It's, no. like, you... You're marrying God, and you have to be totally devoted to him. And that's, and that's like... And that's actually, like... Not 100% true, but also, like, pretty much, like, yes, you're 100% devoted. You can't share that. Yeah. Like, you can love people. You're supposed to love people if you're a priest or a nun, but, like, you, yeah. your dedication not is, carnally. yeah, pretty much you don't get married because <laughs> you're marrying God. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, like, so it's, the celibacy thing is just kind of. Can you imagine if every doctor kind of, in the world had to be celibate? Because they might not be able to focus well, on their exactly. job. If you you can't know every tax guy has to be celibate because just in case. Like <laughs> like that wouldn't work, guys. But it's like, yeah, but like everyone who is a meter maid, they can have kids. 
every security <laughs> guard at the local mall can have kids. It's like, okay, what? Yeah, so it's kind of, there's kind of like that disconnect there where it's like they're trying to make kind of a different parallel that they can't really make because we don't talk about it. Right. So. That's just. And I feel like they almost like just do it. Just like say it. Like just say like they can't have a mate. Like, but like let it be that. I mean, they do say that. They can't have a mate. You know, you can't have a mate. You can't have kids. Right. And so like because your dedication has to be, your focus has to be on Star Clan. To the clan. Right. Yeah. But still, still. Bah. Ah, change, change it, change it. Uh. Ragged Pelt had just taken out a hunting patrol, so Yellowfang rushes through the forest to catch up. She finds him and interrupts his hunt of a lizard. Yellowfang has something to tell him. What? Not Cloudpaw? No, Yellowfang says Cloudpaw is fine. And it's harder than she expected to tell him the news. <laughs> Sage Whisker is going to make her a full medicine cap tonight. Ragged Pelt stares. Is she sure that's what she wants? Hasn't she enjoyed the last few moons with him? Yellowfang sighs. He knows she has. But healing Cloudpaw has shown her where her heart lies. She must be a medicine cat. Ragged Pelt takes a step towards her, tail lashing, fur fluffing up. She's throwing her life away, he snarls. Here it is. I knew it. it. I knew it was going to be like this, but it doesn't mean I'm happy about it that I have to sit here while he's being like this. He thought she'd have gotten over her fixation with herbs and cobwebs by now. Oh my god! Yeah. Yellowfang's hurt turns to anger. He'll never take her seriously, she says, and he has no idea what it means to be a medicine cat. I wish Fox we had done this had just... hours, years ago. <laughs> Foxheart had just made a catch not far away, and Yellowfang asks savagely, why doesn't Ragged Pelt just have kits with her instead? Ooh! She's always mooning after him. I called it, but like... Gross. Foxheart means nothing to him, Ragged Pelt growls. His whole world is Yellowfang and the future they could have together. And for a heartbeat, Yellowfang can see that future too. Don't. And she's drawn to it in spite of herself. But it's impossible to turn her paws from the path she's chosen. <laughs> this is my destiny, Yellowfang says. Ragged Pelt can't change it. No, Ragged Pelt says. But Yellowfang could. Oh my god. She doesn't want to. She just said no, bro. Yeah, respect her. Respect her decision and support her. It's like he he really only cares about his vision for the future. Because yeah. if he really cared about her, even when it's hard to do, you support them, you know? Yeah. When someone has success. Honestly. Huh? Yeah. Honestly, it's not like she's going to be far. Right. Like, you guys are still in the same clan. You can still, like, 
love each other without canoodling. Yeah, they literally said like, that. It's like, a different kind of love. No, and it's but it's very much and it's very much. He said like like they've had this conversation. He's like oh, we could love each other and still have this be this way, but he obviously felt and she'll change her mind. Like, but it's like no. Yes. I'm not going to. And it's like, then you don't yep. actually respect me or love me because you can't. Yeah. Get- yeah. D- never, never get into any relationship and think you can change right. someone's mind about something really important to you. This comes up with like kids all the time. It's like, oh, like she doesn't want kids, but she'll change her mind. And, and it's and a it's very like, valid no. thing that if they change throughout yes. your relationship, and you're like, hmm, I actually don't think we can do this, then you can mutually break yeah. up. Like, yes, it's painful, but you yep. don't do this and say, no, stay no. with me, I'll change you. It's like, no, they've yeah. changed. They want to go a different... Like, it's like, you know, like with you're saying with kids, like one person, you know, might change their mind. But if one person, like, from the beginning yeah. was like, I actually never want kids... I like this is a this is a deal breaker for me like you know at first when we started dating we both didn't want kids now you want kids this obviously is no longer going to happen so yeah (sighs) as yeah I know (laughs) I'm glad we continued going for this but getting out of the way (laughs) well yeah do you want do you want to see her become a medicine cat of course as they prepare to leave for the Moonstone, Sage Whisker has an excited spring in her step, which is just so cute. I love that. She's always described as like old now. It's like, oh, the old medicine cap. She's like kind of bouncing, like, I'm so proud of my apprentice. Yellow Fang just feels hollow inside. She'd lost something so precious, but she can't abandon her duty for her clan, not even for Ragged Pelt. And you can grieve, girl. Yeah. That's okay. She checks Cloudpaw's wound and makes sure that he has some food. This is so cool, Cloudpaw says, eyes shining. They'll finish their apprenticeships at the same time. I love these two. Yellowfang nods. He'll be a good warrior. And she's already a great medicine cat, Cloudpaw adds. I love them. They're so sweet. Best buds. They set off for high stones after sun high. And with every paw step, Yellowfang feels as if she's leaving a part of herself behind. Ragged Pelt hadn't been one of the cats to wish her luck on her way out. And Yellowfang thinks about how she's nervous crossing through WindClan territory, but earlier in the book, it's noted that ShadowClan doesn't have to do that to get to High Stones, so, you know. Ah, well. Get a series Bible. <laughs> they reach the High Stones at twilight, and the other medicine cats are waiting for them. Sage Whisker announces that Yellowfang is here to be made a full medicine cat today. Hawkheart and Brambleberry congratulate her warmly. Goosefeather ignores her, in his own head, as usual. And Featherwhisker regards her with the same mixture of wariness and curiosity he always has. <laughs> Which, I don't know, it doesn't, it feels like we got him looking at her warily once at the gathering because he's like, oh, all your clanmates are beat up. Are you guys cool? But it doesn't feel like they've like mentioned him doing this regularly. Uh. Like I kind of wish they had after, you know, he got that weird prophecy. Right. 
Featherwhisker says her clan must be pleased to have a second medicine cat. He trusts all is well with her? Shadow Clan is doing fine, Sage Whisker says brusquely. What about Yellowfang? Featherwhisker adds. Has she found it hard to change from being a warrior to the life of a medicine cat? And Yellowfang thinks that he can't imagine how hard. But she's not going to tell Featherwhisker that. He needs to butt out and mind his own business. Sage Whisker saves her from answering by urging them to get to the Moonstone. As Yellowfang makes her way down the dark and twisting tunnel, she feels all her doubts and heartache drop away. She's going to be a full medicine cat. So she's, she's excited. Yeah. She's excited. There's sadness and also joy. Yeah. It's dark in the cavern and the cats wait. Yellowfang almost lets out a squeal like an excited kit when the moon lights up the stone. It's the most beautiful thing in the world, and every time she sees it, it still surprises her. Sage Whisker stands before her and starts the ceremony. Yellowfang feels as if her and her mentor are standing alone. The rest of the world faded away. She hears and she hears whispers and soft paw steps around the cavern. The past medicine cats of Shadow Clan here to support her. Sage Whisker asks if she promises to uphold the ways of a medicine cat, to stand apart from rivalry between clans and protect all cats equally, even at the cost of her life. Yellowfang does. By the powers of Star Clan, Sage Whisker declares her a full medicine cat. Star Clan honors her courage and diligence. Now, come touch her nose to the moonstone, and may all her dreams be good. Yay! Oh wait, we got Yellow Fang touch the moonstone. We touch it. We touch it. Yellow Fang finds herself in the same clearing where she first met Silverflame, but it's marshy, and a chilly breeze ruffles Yellow Fang's fur. Silverflame emerges from the undergrowth. She greets Yellow Fang. It's wonderful to see her again. There's warmth in her words. But Yellow Fang sees sadness in her eyes. You're pregnant. What? <laughs> Is all well with her? She asks. Silver Flame just says she's very proud of Yellow Fang. Come, walk with her. Ooh. Yellow Fang walks beside her and they come to a wide pool carved from a stream. Silver Flame sits and looks into the still water. She gestures for Yellow Fang to look. Yellowfang sees her own reflection, and Silverflame's next to her. She gasps. Behind her, the reflection of three tiny kits. Uh, she literally is like, yeah, you're pregnant, girly. Yellowfang spins around, but there are no kits in sight. She saw kits, she tells Silverflame. Where did they go? <clears throat> There's a strange, sad knowledge in Silverflame's eyes. She doesn't reply, though. Instead, she begins to fade away. Wow! But also, wait, this is so wild. It went from, like, here's a very... Well, uh, let's put it... Her visions have been chaos. First time she touched the moonstone, before she was even on the medicine cat, chaos, tragedy, blah, blah, blah. Like, info dump. 
Second time. Yeah. Hi, Grandmama. Wow, what a great conversation. Here's some direct advice. Second, like, other time, it was, like, kind of, like, like kind of, like, a little more hand wavy. Here's a message. I don't know. Interpret this how you will. Yeah. And then this time it's like, hey, this is going to be, Grandma's here, but she's going to be a little more indirect this time. It's, like, kind of a mix. No, Yellow Fang says, don't go. She doesn't understand. Silver Flame's body is just a shimmer of starlight. Her voice sounds faintly in Yellow Fang's ears. Whatever happens, know that Silver Flame is always with her. Trust her instincts. Make her own choice. Yellow Fang wakes by the moonstone, and she shivers suddenly overwhelmed by cold and darkness. She feels the urge to run far, far away, to escape the questions, mystery, and responsibility of her new role. Brambleberry is awake and she stretches. Remember when we had, like, a couple of times when, like, people had the same vision? They're like, huh, how can you interpret this? This girl's not had that once. Yeah. But how embarrassing would that have been if uh, everyone else was there? (laughs) Yeah, that that would be... Everybody would just be like, oh, like, this is really awkward. So, when did she become a medicine cat again? Got right it. now. Got it. Mm. Brambleberry is awake. She stretches. She tells Featherwhisker that she had a lovely dream. She gets such great guidance from her Star Clan mentor. Featherwhisker nods and purrs. His is always quick to point out when he's about to make a mistake. What? Is this how this works? This is never how it's worked. You get a mentor? I guess. I mean, we saw that with Goosefeather. He he had one, um, but he had like a ghost because he could see ghosts. Um, and I guess Leafpool kind of had Spotted Leaf. She does not count. I don't know. Yellowfang listens to them, puzzled. It's not like that for her. Silverflame is just like, trust your own instincts. <laughs> like, uh. Hawkart asks Yellowfang cheerfully how she's feeling. And Yellowfang stammers that she's fine. And reassures herself that she is fine. She's a medicine cat of ShadowClan. Just as she is destined to be. Pure chaos, but we're definitely pregnant. Like we, I think we have to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We don't That's know. Pretty, what, pretty obvious. Yeah. We, we definitely like. We know that she is gonna. You don't get like a pregnancy test. You get your grandma being kind of disappointed and sad. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Yikes. Oh. Uh, I mean, she has not realized this yet. No, no. And I mean. So. Her. It, to be honest, Starkland has been very inconsistent with how clear they want to be with her. So I don't blame her yeah. for being like, what does this mean? And her not putting it together because she hasn't really had to. Um, yeah. Even like that, like the first vision she got and like even that one that she had when the kit was sick or the paw was sick. It was kind of like, yeah, how did it, huh? Um, am I supposed to do something with this? Like maybe ask her. I think, yeah, that one was definitely just kind of like. You got this. Right, but it's like, maybe <laughs> like, we could have, like, talked to our 
mentor and been like, hey. Yeah. What are these, what should I do when I get a dream that I don't fully understand? Like, how do I, like, they don't really, like, along with the going through the book, like, what each herb does what, we should probably do, like, dream interpretation 101. <laughs> and not just, like, let them be like, yeah. yeah, they'll guide you. And, like, no, they don't. Apparently they guide you guys if you're not, like, a main character medicine cat. They aren't guiding <laughs> me. Um, gosh, that's so funny that if you're not a main character, the Starkland's, like, super clear and obvious. Or they're, like, really abysmal, like, just really vague. It just kind of depends on which way the wind blows. Ugh. Yeah. Well, folks... If the wind is blowing your way, then uh, follow us on uh, social media at WCWITCast. You can also send us an email at WCWITCast at gmail.com. If you want to monetarily help out the podcast, you can uh, check out our Ko-Fi or Coffee. It is linked in the episode description. But the best way to help out the podcast is to share it with a friend and say, Hey, we break up with our toxic ex in this, or I mean our toxic boyfriend but now he's our toxic ex um so and we have a full new career and we're we save a child like a kid didn't even have to die for us to realize that we should follow our destiny and that's like actually (laughs) really big for us yeah we didn't have to kill a kid to learn a lesson Woohoo! go warrior cats for once thank you but now i think at least two kids are gonna die not even to learn a lesson to emphasize a choice we made well remember she told she told fireheart when she was dying you know her uh, two of her kids didn't survive and her punishment was not that you know those two kids never lived but that it was broken star that survived Oof, was a pretty sick burn yeah Ooh. well time to unpack all that later Yup, because I'm Emberheart. And I'm Tangledung. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that?